This is the Nerds Adulting Podcast, a show by nerds for everyone. If you would like to know more, please go to our website, nerdsadulting.com, or you can follow me on Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter at pistolpete underscore nap. If you would like to support the pod, please check out our Patreon where donators can get t-shirts, pins, or stickers. Also, don't forget to join the Discord to join our awesome community of nerds. Check the description for all of the links. everyone and welcome back to nerds adulting i am your co-host peter i'm joined once again by josh Ua wick <laughs> how's it how's it going buddy buddy old pal it's, how's it going it's it's going good i've had a hectic week and this is a breath of fresh air to get online and get to talk to you about nerd stuff yeah you get to come back to the nerd world and talk about nerdy stuff I'm super excited, as I always am, because we're talking about retro consoles today. Today is a retro Sunday fun day, so a, a retro Sunday fun day is where we take something from the past that is retro in nature, consoles, video games, movies, TV, what have you, toys, and then we kind of do a deep dive into it and discuss numbers, stats, and then what it means to us personally and how we experienced it. And so, like we always say, we have an interesting dynamic because I'm about, what, eight years older than you? Right? I always forget. You're 30, I'm 38, so I'm eight years older than you. So we had like a weird gap there where, where we experience the same stuff, but in different ways. So yeah. it's really interesting uh, when we have these conversations. But today, Retro Sunday Fun Day is PS2 versus the Xbox versus the GameCube. And I'm really excited to talk about this. I got numbers pulled up, and you haven't looked at them yet, so I'm actually going to hit you with some... haven't looked at any notes at all. I'm going to hit you with some numbers and some facts, and then get your raw reaction to each thing that I, that I say to you, and then I'm going to ask Wait. you questions and see if you can guess or know anything about this sure. stuff. But, so first of all, <laughs> first of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the dates, some dates here. So the PlayStation 2 launched... On October 26th, the year 2000. That means, that means, the PlayStation 2 is going to be 21 years old this October the 26th, because we're in October right now. That's how old we are. Ah, uh, <laughs> 21 years that, ago. Like, hurts. Yeah. yeah it man. hurts my heart to hear that. 21 years ago it came out, so. Man, I did not expect to wake up today and experience this kind of pain. Well, I saw the tweet or somewhere someone shared it and it was like they were like, oh, the PS2 turns 21 this year, this month. And I was like, damn, man, that's like man, the PlayStation 2 is 21 years old. It just was like shocking to me. Like I was I just didn't even never even thought about it. Like that's really old. So I'm going to this out. I'm, I'm at that I'm at that time in my life where I get to say things like, yeah, 20 years ago. Right, <laughs> my so 20 crazy. years ago. Yeah. Oh, 20 years God. ago, you were 10, right? So, what's yeah. even crazy? 20 years ago, I was 18? 18. <laughs> Can't do my math right now. Yeah, I was 18 20 years ago. So, it's just, it's just wild to me. But, so it launched uh, October 26th in North, this is North America. I'm not going to really hit on the other, the other dates because uh, it's more, mostly relevant to us because we are in a foreign America, Puerto Rico for you. And, I was which, is America, America. which is America, which is America for, what's that? 
I was born in Michigan, dude. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Just raised born. in Puerto Rico. Okay. So you actually but are, but the but the same date applies. It doesn't matter. You're still. An it's American. not even about actually am because Puerto Rican Puerto Rican people from Puerto Rico are American citizens. Go we back to your country, man. Go you Puerto Ricans. Oh my. Go back to your country. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, believe it, it or not, a lot of Americans don't know anything about that. They're like, you just <laughs> we're gonna go, go back. We're gonna go back off. on a. We're going off on a tangent. You're a lot of people think that that I have Already. like a work visa to be here, and I'm like. You're stupid. You don't know anything about your <laughs> like, country. Dude, Puerto, Puerto Rico is part of America. Just, yep. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it launched, as we said, October 26th, the year 2000, for or at MSRP of $299. When adjusted for inflation, it's $476, roughly. And so I thought that was interesting. Because, That's wild. I mean, but it's interesting, though, because what are we paying now for our consoles, right? When the, Roughly the, the same, right? Yeah. So it's fairly close when you adjust for inflation. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. So, I know, but it's it's weird because, like I said, twenty years ago, like I get to I get to, I get to have that gap in, but I don't feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The person like, well, that you, feels it, the person that feels it, is the person that I was asking for a PlayStation. Right. My mom. Right. <laughs> She's the person that's like. That's a lot of money. Right. <laughs> you know? When you're 10 years old, I mean, I don't think $500 or $300 at the time like meant anything to you. Like when I was 10 years old, like I just thought my dad had like an endless amount of money. Like you just buy me whatever, you know, like I never, yeah. I just, I did, had no, I don't know, way, I didn't comprehend like how money worked at that age, you know, but I was a little bit older when it came yeah. out anyways. But just so you know, the PlayStation 2 is the all time selling console. It has shipped or sold over 150 million units worldwide. Do you want? To, do you know the year that they actually stopped producing? I'll let you. This is a question for you. Do you know the year that they actually stopped? Finally stopped producing PlayStation Twos. Like, like physically stopped yeah, making when they, them. When they stopped making them. Uh, I'm gonna guess 2012. Very close. 2013. Oh damn it! That was the one I was gonna say, and I changed it literally split second. Changed. It, isn't that wild? Like they 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 were making that console for 13 years, man. Like that's just, that is that is wild. Yeah. They were still shipping them. I mean, still physically making them through. It ended like right. I think at the end of 2012. I think you're kind of close. I think December 2012 is the actual date. But uh, I found two different numbers. Once two different dates. Once at 2013. But anyways, that was a very good guess. I'll give it to you. A million points for Josh. So 2013 is is the year that they stopped making them. And I thought that was really interesting. The yeah. so the next thing I looked at was launch titles for this this system and nothing really stuck out to me when i looked at the launch titles. there was like 26 games that launched with this game system and at first i thought that was a lot and then i looked at all of these games like none of them really stuck out to me at the time i guess time splitters was one that was really popular i mean tech and tag tournament midnight club time splitters time splitters ate up so much of my time yeah. as a kid yeah i don't know if you've ever played time splitters but well, it was made from the is same it? devs that did GoldenEye. They had left Rare and they worked on Time Splitters. Actually, fun fact for you. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's but probably why you loved it so much. Time Splitters was a good game. Yeah, especially because you can have these massive like battles, right? But mm-hmm. it was all bots. You could do bots, and yep. you could, and even though it was like one of the first, you could tweak their difficulty and stuff. And I remember like going over to my buddy's house this was before like there was online and stuff like that. And so we uh 
I would go over to his house and we would boot up time splitters and we would play for hours, just me and him. And we would always be on one team and we would fight all the bots. We'd make the other team like super heavy on, on teammates. Yeah. There were bots and we'd crank the difficulty all the way up and see how long we would go until we got like sick of it. Yeah. That's uh that's really interesting because I never, Oh my God. Look at the chat, dude. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so Time Splitters, the devs from Goldeneye, actually, and I think Perfect Dark, they, they left and they went to make t- work at Eidos, Eidos and make uh, Time Splitters, which is really, mm. which I never experienced Time Splitters, actually, because I never actually, I didn't own a PlayStation 2 to well wait until life cycle, which we'll get into about owning these consoles. But there was nothing really, I was looking at these, uh, looking at these and nothing really comes to comes to mind as far as as game like it had a ton of games but none of them stuck out like as like legendary games that we remember i don't think that i remember like armored core 2 dead or alive i think that i think that time splitters is up there yeah maybe you're right i know a lot of people love time splitters like you said because it's oh street fighter x3 was on there ssx yeah none of these games were like legendary games in my opinion maybe time splitters you're right maybe you're right about time splitters but it's not like Halo, like we'll get into. So actually, let's jump into Xbox now. Segue into Xbox. So Xbox actually released almost a, a little over a year later on November 15th, 2001. So 20 years ago. So it came out a little bit later. And it was it was touted by Microsoft as like this next-gen, more powerful, this greatest PC gaming <laughs> machine, right? And, and so it launched... The same price, $299, which we said already is $476 adjusted for inflation. They only sold 24 million units. Overall, period? Yeah. Hey, one of those was me, Bubby. <laughs> I I owned one, too. Actually, I was gonna when we get into like our experiences with this, I'll, I'll tell you my story about it. And I was really jaded by the, the experience. But so yeah, 24 million units. So that's it. What versus 150 million consoles of PlayStation 2 yeah. sold. Like that is like decimation. That's just nuts. And like the original PlayStation, I think is like the number three all time selling console, home console. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation 2 is number one. PlayStation 4 is number three. And PlayStation is... No, PlayStation 2 is number one. PlayStation 4 is number two. PlayStation is number three. They hold they hold the top three all-time home consoles, not counting... So everybody who has an Xbox needs to hear this and see that we're the superior system. No comment. I'm you. not going to stoke the, the I will fires. Tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you. You know, I'll stroke them. <laughs> I'll tell you something. All right? Here's a little anecdote. All right. For the people listening, I recently was able to acquire a PlayStation 5. Right? Thank you, Peter, for telling me about it. I was recently no able to acquire a PlayStation 5, and it was not your traditional experience of ordering it online. I got to have the legacy experience of walking into a store and buying it. Okay? I didn't have to order it online and then have Walmart tell me that, hey, by the way, we know you paid, but we canceled it. Here's your money back. I didn't have that. Okay? In the line, I was like the, maybe like the 40th person, 45th person in line. And the guy walking down the line with tickets was PlayStation or Xbox. Oh, I'll have a PlayStation, sir. Yes. What PlayStation? Disc or discless? 
And that happened right in front of me. Right before me, the guy with the discless PlayStation only, or the digital PlayStation 5 only had two tickets left. Mm. That's how much people wanted the PlayStation. Because the guy with the Xbox tickets, his stack was still full. Nobody had asked him for an Xbox. The only reason that I got a PlayStation Digital is because the person in front of me asked for an Xbox. Skipping that PlayStation. So you should be ticket. thanking that Xbox fan instead of shitting on him I right am, now. I, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I'm just saying that it proves to show which is the more popular console. All right. So now you're talking about consoles. Okay, I was going to get into this later, but you're, I think this is the perfect time to say it. So that being said, currently right now, the Xbox Series X and S, because they combine those shipping numbers, because Microsoft doesn't release sales numbers, is currently 27th all time, right? The PS5, mind you, the Series S is what, $200 cheaper than the PS5? I think the Series disc? S is, yeah, it's, I think it's $300. Right. $300. So mind you, the PS5 disc, so $400 and $500 consoles is 23rd all time right now. We're not even a year into this cycle. I mean, that's still really positive for Microsoft Series X slash S. But they're currently, this is from, and also I will caveat this, this is from Wikipedia is where I got these numbers from. So you can go, you can just Google console sales all time. I'll put it in the description below if you all are interested in seeing it. And I pulled out handheld consoles. There's some interesting numbers too, interesting things here too. We're talking about all time. We haven't gotten into the GameCube stuff yet, but anyways, so I just want to, before I get into all-time console discussion, the PS5 is 23rd and Xbox Series X and is S is 27th respectively right now, which is both amazing given that it hasn't even been a year yet these consoles have been out. It's just like you can talk about make more even with a chip shortage. That's insane to me. Yeah. You know? But anyways, back to the original Xbox. Uh, $299, 24 million units sold. Which puts it on the all-time list. Did I say the all-time list for the original Xbox? No, you have not. So it is at 18. 18 all-time. Wow. Which we'll get into this, and that, that brings up... I actually thought the launch titles for the original Xbox were a little bit more impressive because, one, they had Halo Combat Evolved, which I don't care what anyone says is one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time. Yeah, you know, for what it did to the for the genre, what everyone I don't care what anyone says. That, that's just I. Yeah, I mean it's huge. It was huge for that. Concept. That's actually the Halo Combat Evolved is the first game that I had on Xbox when I got it. You know what my first game on the Xbox was when I got it because I couldn't afford a game. I saved up all my money. At Odd World. I don't know. No, Onimusha. I think three. Onimusha is a good game. It was a good game. It was a very good game, but it I mean, was it's not, not Halo. Halo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was still, uh, I mean, I bought, so I got an Xbox. So I'll tell my story about when I got, I don't want to tell the story now. Well, we'll skip that and we'll talk about you that. You can do it later. Yeah. yeah. So that brings up, so launch titles here. Reason why I said this, so you had Odd World, Munch's Odyssey. You had Project Gotham Racing, Halo Combat Evolved, and the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I think that was a, uh, a port though but i think just between project gotham racing and halo combat evolved i think the launch titles actually were a little bit better than what the playstation 2 had at launch but yeah but it didn't have it didn't have 20 something games at launch like the playstation did no, had it had one two three four five six it had about 20 games 22 games at launch oh, playstation okay. 2 had 26 it's not like it is now when you only have like eight games i think the nintendo 64 only had eight games at launch 
It was like very minimal for the 64. I can't remember specifically. Wow. Then I wonder what the delay is with like dev kits to get to it. Because don't they don't don't game uh, companies need they need the development kit in order to make. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the what the whole thing was with the with these consoles as far as dev kits is concerned. But so with the GameCube that actually launched in the same year, November 18th. So seven days later, the GameCube launched at an MSRP of one hundred and ninety nine dollars. You probably remember this. You remember the two hundred some bucks. Yeah, it was two hundred dollars, but it didn't have like Dolby Digital. So Xbox and PlayStation Two was it supported Dolby Digital DTS surround sound. It also mm-hmm. supported DVD discs, so you could watch. Back in the day, children, we actually used to put discs in our consoles and watch the movies on TV. We didn't have Netflix or Amazon Prime yep. or Hulu or all the beautiful stuff we have now. You had your to PlayStation was your DVD player. Yes, yes, and back then DVD players were expensive. They were about two hundred dollars, hundred yeah. two hundred dollars, you know, for those. So to get all that into your, and so Nintendo opted to not include that, and they used like a mini DVD disc that didn't, it was just a different type of format, and so you couldn't watch movies on there. I don't think it supported Dolby Digital. I could be wrong, but I remember having it the optical um, out on the back. But I forgot about that. That it was two hundred dollars. And as we touched on, it, it actually only sold 22 million units, 19th overall on the all-time all-time list. It's probably one of the, I mean, one of the, I don't know, is it the one of the worst between that and the Wii U? One of the worst performing systems that Nintendo had, home consoles. Yeah, but you can't deny the GameCube the amount of what's the word I want to use here? Like when it came to local play. Like having your friends over, it did what Nintendo wanted it to do. Yeah, it did have built-in four four-player control, yeah, uh, controller ports, but, but the have, Xbox did too as well. Yeah, but the play, the GameCube had a bunch of stuff. It had a, a, a portable package that you could get. I think it had a screen you can attach to it. Yeah, but that Pretty was like sure. that was really expensive. I worked at GameStop, but I'm st- but still, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it was every a, console had a screen you could attach to it. Like that to me isn't wasn't like anything groundbreaking. I didn't know that the Xbox had a screen. Yeah, the they, first Xbox. Yeah, they sold these things. It wasn't probably my. I worked at Game, so this is like when I sort of started my working life, and it was at GameStop is when this generation. And so PS One actually started it. They had a travel one. It was like the the mini, the the mini PS One, and it came with this nice little LCD screen. Other companies followed suit and made their own, like Pelican. Remember Pelican? They used yeah, to make, yeah. I'm just. I don't think the the screen thing is was anything special. Is what I'm saying. I don't remember it being anything special. And mind you, yeah. I worked in GameStop at the time, at the height of these, the popularity of these consoles. Did you need? A, you didn't need a memory card though. You did. So that's what. No, 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 no. You need a memory card for GameCube. You need a memory card for PlayStation Two. But you didn't mm-hmm. need one for Xbox. Correct, sir. Yep. Yeah. They that's, act- I think that that set it aside, too. Like, the fact that you don't have to buy this extra piece of hardware just to have a proper saved game. Ooh, I've got a saved game story. Ooh, girl. All right. Well, we're definitely going to get into it when we can talk about the, these consoles. So, all right. Was some of the launch titles that came out was the ones that I remember. So, Super Monkey Ball was a launch title. Luigi's Mansion was a launch title. Star Wars, Star Wars, what was it? Star Wars, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. Excellent game for its time. 
Classic was a launch title. And I guess Dave Mira Cell Damage. Sonic Adventure 2 was another one. Burnout was actually a launch title. Bloody Roar. Oh my god. And <laughs> just bring it back memory yeah. in all these games. But nothing nothing of note outside of I mean, didn't have like a Halo, but nothing nothing of note. All right, before we get into like our personal experiences with these consoles and like and which ones we've owned, do you know what the number one all-time selling game is on the PlayStation 2? Of all time? Of all time. On PlayStation 2. Yep. Uh it's probably some some one some GTA it was it was San Andreas. Very good. Very good, Knew sir. It. Very good, sir. Yeah, it has to be Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. If you had a PlayStation, you didn't have Grand Theft Auto. Like, you did you even have a PlayStation? Yeah. Like, that's like saying if you had a GameCube, did you really have a GameCube unless you had uh, uh, Smash Brothers or Resident Evil Four? When it came to Xbox, did you really have an Xbox if you weren't playing Halo on it? Like, come on. Yeah. So on PlayStation 2, it sold 17.3 million copies. 17.3 million. And also, too, mind you, it did not it was not a simultaneous release on the original Xbox. It was console exclusive for a very long time until they came out with the box set where you could get Vice City and San Andreas yeah. together um, on, yeah. on the Xbox, which actually had custom and, soundtracks. Yeah. That's another thing that I really liked about the Xbox. I used, dude, I used to play Counter Strike on my Xbox. <laughs> oh, me too. Dude. I used, I used to, to play Counter Strike on that. I used to play Counter Strike and just blast Metallica while I played. <laughs> yeah, because you could rip your CDs. So yeah. Again, so CDs people are these discs that also played music. No, <laughs> but no, you could actually rip your CD music to the, and it didn't matter. There was copy. There was no copyright at this time, like it is now. You just rip it to your console, and then you could play it later. And then like they, the original Xbox had like. It's cool. Do you remember the vis- visualization thing you could do with it? And you could like watch it, like all the colors. Yeah, it was all you trippy. can watch the colors and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you could just sit there and vibe out. So you probably know what it was the what's the best selling game on the Xbox? It has to be Halo. Is it Halo? Are you sure? It has to be. It's a trick question. It's, honestly, it's not. If it's not Halo, then I don't know. It's Halo Two. Yep. Halo Two. So Halo 2 is the number one selling game on that console at 8.46 million copies, which is pretty insane given that they only sold, what, 24 million units. So the attachment rate is pretty, pretty crazy. When you think yeah, about it, everybody, everybody had it. Yeah, this is like it was like if one you, of the greatest games of all time. Had, if you had an Xbox, you were playing Halo 2 or Halo. You were playing Halo on it. There's no if, ands or buts. Land parties. because There was no. Yeah. You're doing LAN parties. Friends are bringing their Xboxes over and their TVs, and yeah, you could have yep. like. Up I to- remember, I remember going to a a, comp- a competition for Halo back in like the early days. It was in my mall at like a, at a GameStop. They hooked up like like ten Xboxes, and a bunch of people played. I lost, it, but I did. But I did dude, do it. I did compete. I used to think I was a shit at Halo, and then I would go play with some of these like random people. Like, oh yeah, I got a friend that plays Halo, and then they would come over, and they would just like wreck us, and just be like, oh my god, I guess I'm not really. <laughs> Like I've been kicking your ass this whole time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to my yeah. friends, screen watching. But actually, I kind of want to get into it too. But uh, about Xbox Live. But before we get into that, let's do so that you, I'm sure you know what the top selling game of uh, all time on the GameCube was. It's uh, Smash Brothers. Yes, sir. Seven point four one million units sold. And seven. Oh. Fun fact. Resident Evil 4 has to be up there behind it. I didn't look at the top selling. I just grabbed the number one selling. But yeah, okay. I, I'm okay. with you. Probably Resident Evil 4. So I will say that I never got into Smash Brothers. 
because originally the first one was on on the Nintendo 64 and my friend I remember my friend like just talking about how awesome it was like him and another buddy of mine came over and we started playing it and they kick, were kicking my ass and I was just like this is not fun <laughs> this is not fun for me and so I just never got into Super Smash Brothers probably because I was getting my ass kicked when I first came out yeah so I never got into. I thought it. it was. I thought it was always fun to uh, play a character that was cute, so that I could kick people's asses. So I used to play Yoshi. So Yoshi <sighs> is like my main. Whenever I play Smash, and then actually I have Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate for the Switch, and my son was here visiting, and I just wiped the floor with him after he talked smack to me. He was like, "You're not good at Smash Brothers." I was like. Let me show you. <laughs> oh, little Padawan, you have much to learn. <laughs> That's like when we play first-person shooters or something with my son. Like, yeah. I remember I beat him in some game. It was like one of those games where you buy like a figurine and you put it on like the little station and then you like go teleport in or whatever. I forgot what it was called. And he was very young and I beat him and he got really mad. So my wife gets mad at me because I do not take it easy on my children. Like I'm You're like, talking about Amiibo right now? No, not Amiibos. It was on I forgot the name of it. It's Skylanders. Skylanders. It was Skylanders. Yeah. Skylanders has Amiibos, I think. They're not called Amiibo. It's the same premise, right? Yeah. Yeah, same premise. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, you were already getting to some of the features and stuff that these consoles had, which is interesting. So like PlayStation 2 is actually one of the first consoles to ever support a modem. The original Xbox had a built-in high-speed modem. Or not modem, but network card. Sorry. Yeah, so, like it had an Ethernet port, yeah. Yep, it had an Ethernet port, so it had a, had a NIC card in there. And that the original Xbox Live started on that console. And I think you got MechWarrior for free if you signed up, like you bought it. And the GameCube, really, I don't know, man. The, okay, so here's a story about what happened to me, right? PlayStation 2... When I was I was my senior year in high school. My dad had lost his job. Didn't have a lot of money at the time. I wasn't getting it. A year later, I'm in my first year of college, junior college, and I find out I wanted the PlayStation 2, right? That's what I was going to save my money up for, and that's what I was going to get. Someone tells me the GameCube had console exclusives to the Resident Evil remake and the Resident Evil 4 game. And that was what sold me for that console. And that's why I got it. Wait, the GameCube is the first... Yep, I had all of these the three, three that you got. Yep, GameCube was the first one. I got it that Christmas, the following year. My dad actually bought it for me for Christmas, and uh, for my first year after my first year in college, first semester in college, he bought me that console with Star Wars Rogue Squadron, and that was the first one I had of the two without a memory card, which sucked because memory cards are during this during the time of these consoles when memory cards were like impossible to find. I remember PlayStation Two memory cards were like. We never had them in stock at GameStop. Like they never, we never had. What them. were they? <laughs> weren't they like eight megabytes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eight oh, megabytes, man. What an unreal thing to think yeah. of that a game <laughs> he gets eight eight megabytes to be like, yeah, I could store as many saved games as I want. My thing is, you could oh, just solder gosh. something on the motherboard back then. I guess not. Like you can just give me a little eight megabyte chip on the motherboard so I can store I know. Game, game saves. You know, like the Xbox yeah. had a whole fucking. <laughs> hard drive in there but yeah yeah so i got a gamecube and then uh, about a year later i had saved up all my money and i got i was like debating between a playstation 2 and an xbox and i went into gamestop this is right before i started working there and i talked to the guy 
and I was like, hey, well, what do you think? I'm trying to go go for one of these two consoles. And he talked me into getting an Xbox. And I really did not like that because there was nothing on the Xbox outside of Halo. Like once I was done with Halo and Onimusha, at the time there was just nothing that I enjoyed. I was seeing Kingdom Hearts come out. I saw Metal Gear Solid, Two Sons of Liberties come out. You know, Final Fantasy X had come out. And I was missing out on all these games. And I was really sort of jaded. And so I got a PS2 like years later, many years later, not even the original one. I got it. I got the uh, the slim, slim version. Yeah. So that's sort of like my foray into the console. So I have owned, I owned each one near launch. Now I will be honest in the sense that I do not recall how I came into the PlayStation 2 but I do know that I owned both. I think that my sister, uh, she had done something. She had traded in some stuff for the PS2 Slim. So I had, that's what she's always done. Um, I had a PS3. She got a PS3 Slim. I bought a PS4. Then I got a PS4 Pro and I gave her my PS4, the old one. Mm. Um, She doesn't have the Slim or anything. She has the old one. And then I also had the PS2, and somehow she came into the Slim. But I don't remember how I got the PlayStation 2. I cannot recall who bought it for me. I know I didn't. And then as time went by, I acquired an Xbox. It's the odd, like almost basically near launch. I mean, after launch, but near it, like maybe like three months after it launched, mm-hmm. and I had Halo with it. It was the first game that I ever had on Xbox. And then I also had GameCube. The GameCube, the only reason that I got a GameCube is because I had played Resident Evil 4 at a friend's house because he had rented it, and I we had a sleepover, and I slept over at his house, and we he was like, I got this game from the rental store, from the rent from the rental store place, because oh, back God, in the day, the used, to, used, to, used to rent your movies, remember? And he had rented it, and I went to his house, and we played it, and I was like, I love this game. I'm going to get a GameCube just because I want to play it more. And I have, I've played Resident Evil 4 so many times, I could probably beat it in like two hours now. Like close no. to speed, like, like very, very close to speed run times. You know, what's funny is you mentioned Resident Evil 4, and I was like, one of the reasons why I got the GameCube, I never, I wound up trading, I think I traded my GameCube in eventually to get a PlayStation 2. At the time, I never did play it because before that had come out. Remember, they did a remake of Resident Evil One with animated CG like backgrounds, basically, and it looked. Yep. I mean, it looked really good for its time. Like, for it its almost, time, yeah, yeah. I mean, it almost like that looked like true next gen to me. Like when I remember playing that game, it was so good, like just blew me away. And I loved it. I yeah. think it was a great, great game. I was happy that I got to experience it, and you know, but I was really sort of jaded because of all the exclusives that the PlayStation Two had. And so eventually, I went and then I got a PlayStation Two. I think I traded my GameCube in. I can't remember how I got, how I came into a PlayStation Two, but no, because I actually had so a couple of interesting things about those consoles we already talked about. So the Xbox Live. So with Xbox Live when it launched, it was band, broadband only. So back then, broadband was very i won't say rare but it was not commonplace in a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of places like it is now like it's standard everywhere we go so i didn't even have broadband in my area so i couldn't even i didn't even get a chance to experience it until years later i didn't I, I didn't have xbox live either i couldn't play online i played online xbox at a friend's house mm. 
I I had once I got the original Xbox and then got Broadband, I had a lot of fun times playing Xbox Live. Not gonna lie, Microsoft really knocked it out of part out of the park with Xbox Live because I remember playing. I have so many memories of playing uh, Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six. Rainbow not Vegas. It was Rainbow Six. Oh, what was it? I can't remember the rainbow. Whatever. Rainbow Six. The first Rainbow Six that was Xbox Live on the original Xbox was I had so much. I was so good at that game. Like that was one of the games where I was legit really I got so good at that game that I remember playing with my boss at GameStop and he was he was like cursing. He was so pissed because I was just like destroying him when we played. I got really good at that. <laughs> and then Halo 2 was amazing because that was on Xbox Live. And so I just I had so many great memories of playing my original Xbox, not the fat controller. Did you have the fat controller? Yes, I did. Did you like the fat controller? No, that I was didn't. a horrible controller. What were they thinking? I was a child. I was a child, dude. It was like this big. <laughs> You're holding, holding something like this. <laughs> you couldn't even use it properly because it's too big. And then the weird wonky oval buttons. Like, what the? What are you doing? Like, what, who yeah. came up with this? Like, someone should have got fired for that. I don't know. And then when they re- when they launched the the S version, I I loved. That's actually the model that they have. That's that controller is actually the model they used all all the years after. Like, that's the inspiration of all the controllers that we use now with the Xbox. Yeah. Is that is that version of that controller. With the offset. They were the first one to use the offset analog sticks, I think. No, GameCube was. No, it was what are you talking about? The offset the analog. Offset, offset offset analog. You mean offset thumbstick? Yeah, that's what they're called. They're called analog sticks. Yeah, the offset thumbstick the first one was the Nintendo 64. No, it only had one thumbstick. Oh, what do you mean it was offset from where your hands are supposed to go, Peter? Dude, the N64 controller is that was a weird controller, man. It's not... Every was... Nintendo controller's weird, except the only controllers for Nintendo that I've been like, yeah, that works out, is the first one and Super Nintendo. Every controller after that has been just weird as fuck, with motion and swinging, and you can slide it into the console. It's weird. The only two controllers for Nintendo that were normal were the NES and the Super Nintendo, because you just plug it in, and it makes sense as buttons. But then the Nintendo 64 came out where the stick was in the middle and you don't know when to use it. But somehow every game, that's where you put your finger with the Z button and the on, the Z trigger in the back. And then nobody ever, u- if you had to use the D-pad, you had to pull your hand out of the middle and move it over to use the D-pad. And then the GameCube was weird with like its two oval shapes at the bottom. It's just weird. They were like, how can we make a controller that will make people question why they're even playing video games. That's every Nintendo controller after the Super Nintendo. Okay, I will, back to what we were saying about the offset analog sticks. You're right, yes. Nintendo really had some weird, weird fucking controllers that, that had they with their consoles. But the one thing I will say is I think GameCube actually technically was the first one to do offset. No, it was the original Xbox, so the fat controller had the offset analog sticks. The N64 controller was just weird. It was just really weird. It worked really well for Super Mario 64. I'll say that. Super Mario 64 worked really well with that controller. I mean, it's been years since I used it, but and God, it's been a long time since I used that controller. But that was uh, so that was one thing that I liked about the PlayStation 2 did have analog sticks, right? When it launched? No. No, uh, yes, it yeah, did. Yeah, it did because the, the original PS1 is the one that didn't have any. Right. They later on, they incorporated the dual analog sticks in the middle. I remember getting that later on. Once like Tomb Raider had come out, they want people wanted that analog ability. Xbox Live, and then so the PlayStation Two had a modem you could buy 
And they actually had one of the greatest online games of all time, and that was or online shooters. And that was SOCOM. Did you ever play SOCOM? I did play SOCOM. I played it on PlayStation. I played it on PSP. I just remember I didn't have broadband at the time, so everyone I just remember like I had a group of guys that I worked with, and they just would all go to his name was Tehran. They would all go to Tehran's house, and they would play, and they would come back like the next day or that week talking about like these like moments that they had. And I was like, like how we talk about our favorite gaming moments, you know, when we go online and play stuff. This is what they were doing in two thousand. These great memories. I feel like yeah. I feel it when you think about these things. The experiences you had playing video games as a kid, like literally referencing camaraderie right so it builds your friendship is going over to your buddy's house hey miss smith whatever your buddy's last name with and it can whatever can i come in or can i hang out and you'd come over and he'd invite you over and you'd go up to his room or go up to the room or you'd sit in the living room while their parents do whatever the fuck they're doing and you'd play video games together and that i feel like nobody does that anymore now the only time that I play any kind of local anything in my house is when me and my wife play Mario Party for shits and gigs or if we play something on the Switch. I don't have friends that I go over and play split screen stuff anymore. And to think to be completely honest with you, I miss that. It was a magical thing to do. I remember going over for sleepovers and playing alone in the dark, Peter. Have you ever played Alone mm. in the Dark, dude? No. Oh my god. It was like the first Resident Evil game just turned all the way up. And I was literally at a sleepover with eight other guys. And we're all it's the <laughs> two in the morning and we're like <laughs> But it's only one person playing and we're all freaking out screaming. It's an experience that cannot be replicated. And I feel I I feel privilege to have experienced that and i'm sorry that kids now don't get to have that kind of experience yeah it's it's just really different like riding our bikes over to our friend's house i used to do that all the time it's just different you know the times are different we don't do that anymore kids don't don't do that quite as often i don't think at least my my son doesn't he plays online games you know it's just the way it is but yeah i had a lot of memories like staying up late playing turok on the i remember we tried to beat turok we stayed up all night trying to beat it and we never did you know and that was like one of the games that I played on like the 64, but yeah. So like with the original Xbox, there was this guy that I was working with at GameStop. I was I want I wound up becoming an assistant manager. For those of you who didn't don't know, there I worked at GameStop all the way up to the manager level. There is an episode where Josh worked at GameStop too, where we talked about our experiences too. So you check out that episode where we talk about yeah, our experiences. It's a lot of fun. It was a really good, really, yeah, a lot of fun. Somebody gets shot in that episode, so go <laughs> check it out. Wasn't anybody on the episode? Was it said that? But anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a funny story. There was this guy that I worked with. He was very, I mean, he, like, we were all nerds, but he was kind of out there. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, he was weird. You know what I mean? He was weird and he just socially awkward, I guess is the best way to describe it. His name was Steve. And he was, like, I was, like, man, I really wish I had people to play Halo with. You know, I would come over. I was just, we were just talking. I was, like, you know. I was like, I want to play Halo with people, and I, I don't have any friends that have an Xbox you know, that would play it with me. And he was like, I'll come over. And I was like, whatever. I was like, fine, let's do it. And he was like, he's like, I got a friend too. And so then we started Halo night. And we did this for like three years, dude, at my, in my house, in my, in my room. I was still living exactly. with my parents. Dude, three years, we caught a Halo night. Dude, uh, I don't even remember. I think his other friend's name was Justin. And then he got a girlfriend, and then he started bringing his girlfriend over. Then they had another friend named, I want to say his name was Raj. 
Then they brought Raj over, and then my friend Damien, and then we all were just playing Halo every like two times a week. They would just come over, we'd jack our Xboxes up. He, one would bring, I think I had two TVs in my bedroom, so we'd do four player split, split screen on each one, and we would just play and then have a have a ton of fun. Just use the the pistol, <laughs> that fucking pistol yeah. in Halo. Yeah, Taking the Magnum, the dude. Yeah, the Magnum. That was like the worst weapon in that game. It was so OP. <laughs> this is it before they OP. could update. They, they never did any nerfing or anything. You couldn't. There was no, you know, you didn't get updates. Games were finished when they came I think out. it's an interesting thing about the difference between the console version and the version that PC players got. Because Halo, I don't know if it was synonymous or not synonymous, but if it was a synchronous, simultaneous release. It was not. It was years when it came, years later when it came to PC. I know that it was Halo 2 was definitely years, but Halo 1, I don't know if it was that long. No, Halo we'll 1. Have to, we'll, we'll I'm have telling to you right now, it, I know for, I worked at GameStop, dude, it was not a simultaneous release. Halo was console exclusive well, regardless, for a long time. Halo, Halo Combat Evolved had a flamethrower on PC. Yeah. That consoles did not have. I think you could fly the Banshee too, right? I think. On no, PC. you can fly the Banshee on Xbox. Not Halo 1. Yeah. No, you cannot. You cannot Are you fly. Sure? Yeah. In Halo 2, you can. That's Halo insane. 1, you cannot I do fly. Not, I do not remember that. Because I remember specifically being pissed because you couldn't do that. I'm like 90% sure. I could be wrong, but I'm, I remember that having that conversation. I was trying to figure it out, and we couldn't do it. You could not fly a Banshee in Halo 1. Halo 2, yes, you definitely could. Because you could get a tank. You could get the Warthog. Unless I'm getting the one confused. What's the one you could fly? There was one you can get. What's the, and there was a one Covenant like scooter thing that could shoot. The ghost. Play. Okay, yeah, you could do the ghost. Banshee, I am like 90% positive that you could not use that. Mm. And Halo 1. I know in Halo 2 for a fact you could. Because I used to get my yeah. ass, I used to get shot out of the, uh, with the rockets. I think you could like, have home <laughs> rockets and I used to always get blown up. So when it comes to GameCube, though, I remember having a GameCube. I had Resident Evil 4. I had something else that was a phenomenal game and I cannot remember it, man, that I just played the heck out of. And it wasn't like... It wasn't even really a mainstream game. This is back when I used to get my game news from Game Informer. <laughs> dude, we all I did. I used to get a magazine. Game Pro, I, used to, I used to have a stack, dude, like a stack with hundreds of Game Informer magazines in my room. And I would read them if I was bored. I would go back and read something I already read, even though I owned the game. Yeah. It would make me remember stuff. Let's see what else. Twin Snakes released on GameCube. That's right. Twin Snakes, the first time that I played it, I was like, wow, this is awesome. But then the more I played it and the more I grew as a Metal Gear fan, the more it made me realize, like, this is not an accurate representation of the of the first Metal Gear. It was it was weird. It, it was, was overzealous. It was almost like, yeah, it was like almost... when 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 Snake backflips over the homing missile and then kicks off of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this a game or is it an anime? Yeah. What are what are we doing? It you was know? it was very outlandish, and I will say though I loved the Gray Fox cutscenes in that game though. Oh, absolutely! That, that was upgraded. The badass. best thing about the game was the upgraded upped graphics. Yeah. That was the best part. So when he was like dodging bullets with Metal Gear uh, Rex at the end of the game and shit like that was badass. Or when he was fighting Snake and he did like that little 
He chops up the brick ceiling. The radar. The radar. No, I'm talking about when he fights oh, no. Snake. He chops the, the up that brick, brick ceiling and comes down, and yeah. the Snake like does this little backflip. Like, yeah, that that all was yeah. cool. But yeah, I am with you 100. I like Twin Snakes, but it was just a little bit too much, you know. Like after yeah. playing, because I played Twin Snakes. So PlayStation Two had Metal Gear Solid Three. You know, one of my one of my favorite games of all time, if not the greatest game of all time. I immediately after that, I bought Twin Snakes and I played it on GameCube, and it just the mood and tone just felt really different. Like compared going from Metal Gears playing Metal Gear yep. and Snakes immediately after three, just it felt it felt like it was too much pizzazz. Yeah, like it had too much, it had too many moving parts that didn't focus on the storyline. Yeah. All and right, it, Metal Gear reference is over. We could yeah. do this for four hours, Peter. <laughs> of course, of course, we can. So the PlayStation 2, I missed out on all those games and like Kingdom, like I never got to Kingdom Hearts, I never got to Final Fantasy X, and I was a big Final Fantasy guy at the time. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Uh-huh. I remember. I had a buddy come over. This is back when you used to have friends come over and play a single player <laughs> game and just watch each other and take turns. Okay. I had a buddy come over that had Kingdom Hearts. And I was in love with Kingdom Hearts. I haven't played a Kingdom Hearts game since. The first Kingdom Hearts, we played, he came over to my house, he slept over. We played for, I think, like 12 consecutive hours mm. together. I believe right? it. Yeah. And then we finally went to sleep. It was a weekend. We didn't have school. We finally went to sleep. And then even though we had like two hours of sleep and then we woke up. It was a day. It was morning. We came downstairs. And my sister, bless her heart, right? <laughs> my sister, who was a lot younger, she really liked this game, but uh, she didn't stay up with us. Or anything. She was like, hey, can I play? And she, well, we were like, yeah, play. And then we went upstairs to my room to play, to start playing, to pick up where we left off. And she had started her game on our save. Mm. So everything that we did was wiped. And we were, my buddy and my, my me were like grinding all night. And I remember too, I remember I cried. I was so upset. Mm. I cried. I physically cried. And she cried because of how guilty I made her feel. <laughs> And I'll always remember that is like standing on the stairs and looking at her like, you don't know how much I had to work. Like, <laughs> and being upset. The struggle. Oh my God. The struggle yeah. we had to deal with with these consoles. Nowadays, like, say, like saving games is like an afterthought almost, right? Yeah. Now the game, it does it for you. Hey, uh, we'll do it for you. Just don't turn your game off while we're doing it and you'll be all right. The only time I ran into save issues was Skyrim because, like, I, I I had to turn on Skyrim to like save every five minutes because I would get to a point in the game and I'd be like I die and I'm like holy shit I gotta go back two hours Ugh! so I think it was Skyrim or Fallout one of the, one of the probably both I had to turn I on think auto in Skyrim in Skyrim I had to I had accidentally overwritten like a hundred and thirty hours of game time ah oh, Jesus that's not by mistake like yeah. I was like where am I gonna save I'm trying to save right here because I'm about to go in this dungeon and it's hard. I got to save and I saved and I saved over something, but I was trying a new build. So it was a different game. It mm. wasn't the same game save state. It was a different save state. Yes. So it was like 130 hours or something like that. Just gone on like this measly four hour gameplay that I was doing. Yeah. I was so upset. I had to start over. That's the struggles <laughs> of games back then. At first, it was like Legend of Zelda only had three save slots, like on the car- cartridge itself, and yep. then you know you progress forward. You had to have memory cards, and then 
it's just like it's just so everything is so easy now like as far as the way it just works you know what i mean Uh, you kids don't know how good you've got it (laughs) oh man that's kind of like how i feel but i don't want to turn into this old like back in my day you know like attitude because we're all nerds here we're we're all we all experience weird i think it's weird that we get to say back in my day of video games because when back in my day was said to you and me it was back in my day when i worked in a factory like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shit like that we don't get to we don't get to say that back in my day we didn't have memory cards like (laughs) (laughs) back back in my day we didn't have the cloud we didn't have the cloud back in my day uh, yep. So one of the things too I found interesting was the Dreamcast have already had already stopped being produced by the time the Xbox had launched. Like I don't remember what year the Dreamcast launched. It was shortly before the PS2 did, but that system had crashed by the time the PlayStation or by the Xbox had launched. They had actually stopped producing it. I never understood why that was because they did they even have didn't their memory card have a screen? Yeah, it was sort of gimmicky. You'd, you'd plug the memory card and it had a screen on it. Yeah. But it was very gimmicky. It didn't really provide much. It was like a very like digital screen. It didn't provide much. Like, it was like a Game Boy screen. It. You could do, I remember playing NBA 2K and you could do like substitutions of your players using that, I think. But it wasn't like really. I, on Dreamcast, I played Power Stone and I played. Code Veronica? I played Code Veronica. That was a great and, game, too. Yeah, it was. And Dead or Alive. Mm, Dead or Alive. Yeah, I played Dead or Alive. I played all the NFL. When I saw NFL 2K on the Dreamcast in the window, I thought that was a real football game. Because they used like mocap. That was the first time a video sports game used motion capture. And I was like blown away by the graphics of that game. And even today, if you just watch it, it's like it's pretty realistic the way that the, all the motion capture they do. It doesn't, yeah. It's something about with Matt. I mean, I don't even want to get into Madden, but it's just like very, it was, it was just like blown away by it. But one of the good things about the, the, it's funny we're talking about sports games. One of the good things about the Dreamcast and the Sega Sports and 2K, they actually went on, they got bought up by, it was Visual Concepts and then 2K games actually. Some, I think 2K games picked them up and that's who made 2K game, the NBA 2K games. And then they came to Xbox and PlayStation 2. And so that was like really cool that we had some of these great sports games, you know, finally come to these other consoles. So the wow. play, PlayStation 2 had only had two controller slots that so you had to buy an extension. But I never really I didn't I didn't have a PlayStation. I never 2. did that. No, I had I had four GameCube remotes. One of them was wireless. The Wavebird. And I yeah. And I had four Xbox remotes, but I never had more than two PlayStation. Yeah, I I was just so late into the PlayStation 2 console life. Like, I just really never got... I don't even know. I can't even remember what I played on PlayStation 2 now that I think about it. Like, I remember playing a little bit of Final Fantasy X. I remember playing a little bit of Kingdom Hearts, but my roommate ended up playing that more. The game that really just sticks out to me was Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, that I remember, like, really played a lot. Yeah, I played, yeah, definitely Sons of Liberty, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, and... Oh, Zone of the Enders 2. That was another Konami game. Zone of the Enders 1. I didn't play 1, but 2. Dude, that is like... If you like Metal Gear, dude, just look it up after the podcast. Zone of the... It's very... It's like, imagine Metal Gear, but as 
a mech anime. Oh, <laughs> if that makes wow. any sense. What was the game you said that launched with Xbox? Was it Mech Warrior? Mech Warrior launched. Like yeah, Mech Warrior launched with with. So when you bought your Xbox Live subscription, it came with Mech mm-hmm. Warrior and a headset. I think it plugged into your controller. I'm pretty sure it plugged into the controller. And so you got that, but like essentially free. And that was actually a lot of fun to play online. That was like the first. So how did you? How did you get the game? You couldn't digitally download it. Nope. I can't. Uh, can't. I think you could buy it too, if you wanted to. But I know they included it with the game. With the with the. Oh, you mean they included Xbox Live with Mech Warrior? No, you bought the box. Like there was the Xbox Live box for your first month, and then in that box was mech warrior it was in like this little flimsy cardboard case and a headset and then like a scratch i think a scratch off code or something that you had to type in once you connected on on the console i can't remember it's been so long but yeah i remember selling those i don't know remember that yeah and then you had to put hmm. it then- oh and i i played a uh, doom 3 on xbox man i remember falling asleep playing doom 3 right i remember falling asleep and I remember waking up in the middle of the <laughs> night to the start screen where it's like all hellish, like subtle grunt, grunt noises and whispers and being like, oh, my God, I'm dead. <laughs> like as a as a young man, just in the middle of the night, just oh, and I'd be like, ah! like, <laughs> like screaming yeah. my head off. Not remembering that I was playing a, a game where there's literal demons in. Dude, that's gonna be a game we need to talk about. Since it's, since it's Halloween, we haven't done Halloween stuff since we've been doing the podcast, and so all this month I've been planning on to do Halloween things, and I think horror games is gonna be is gonna be that. Oh, and Doom Three was a let's horror game. Yeah, Doom Three was not Doom. I didn't play. Was, I played. It was a scary game, dude. I I finally got a PC built, and I and I that was one of the first games I bought. I didn't play it. It was too scary for me. Like I couldn't. <laughs> like it was like too. It literally like I had never experienced a, a horror game that was like everything was dark and they they incorporated like lighting and stuff and you had to like it was just. I forget what game. And the fact that it was on the original to... Xbox. I'm sorry. I was, the fact that they were able to put that in the original Xbox in the state that it was in is like yeah. mind blowing for the time because that that game was was like state of the art, like groundbreaking for its time. I don't remember what game it was, but I think it was that completely desensitized me from horror games. Horror games don't make me scared unless it like fucks with me mentally. Like if some if a game is just like oh, a jump scare, I'm like, oh, uh, was it? That's why. That's like. Eternal that's something? like when. That's why when we play Phasmophobia, I'm like, okay, like it's not even that bad, right? But it's. Um, I think it was Silent Hill 2 that f- I don't know if it, anybody listening has played Silent Hill 2. Do yourself a favor and go play it. Okay? Don't look for a remaster. Find a way to play the original Silent Hill 2. It is probably n- narratively and experience wise. One of the scariest psychological horror games that I have ever played. I remember I was young too. I remember playing Silent Hill 2, and there's a scene in an elevator where the game kind of goes into like this weird, like, it's like super meta. Like it talks to you as if it knows what's up with your life. And I was like, what the? F-? 
hell is going on right now? And I don't remember another game that did. Oh, Twin Snakes did that. It reads your memory card. Well, original, fight the original one did it. Yeah, not just Twin Snakes. Oh, yeah, that's right. The original one. It was like, oh, you like Castlevania games, don't you? Like, what? Yeah, my my psycho my psychomantis told me that I like to play uh, Mario Super Smash Brothers. Oh, Super Smash, yeah, <laughs> you like to play Mario game. I don't remember because I didn't I didn't ask Matt. I don't know what it, I don't remember him saying anything to me. But yeah, that that was like in the original PSX version when he was like, that's right. You play, I know if you played Symphony of the Night, I don't know about the the Castlevania Symphony. Of the Night, I don't know about any other ones, dude. So, so you mentioned Silicon Knights. I didn't even talk about this because I didn't play this game. But Eternal Darkness, Silicon Knights actually made. Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem, Requiem? It's Requiem Wait. is how you say it, but the company that made Eternal Darkness, which is a horror game for the GameCube console exclusive, also made the Twin Snakes remake. They're the company that made it, that worked with oh. Konami and Kojima. I did not know that. Yeah. And so th- that's actually another game that a lot of people hold near and dear to their heart, even though I never experienced it, but Silicon Silk- Nice was like, or I'm sorry. Eternal Darkness was like one of those games that messed with you mentally. Like the walls would start to bleed and you would start like, it just was like really weird stuff would happen in the game. That's actually a game I wouldn't mind going back and checking out. Uh, For me, you said Silent Hill GOG is about to be the place to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With all these ports. (laughs) Dude, if they they port it, I don't even think you can play Eternal Darkness unless you use, uh, unless you get a GameCube. I don't think there's any way to play it or emulate it. I'd have to find like a hobby shop or something that might sell it or find it on eBay. So I I don't have anything else really to add on these on the games front. Most of the stuff that I talked about are the games that I had experienced with and I'm going to see here. So I was wondering before we go, here's the top here. I'll just read off the top, uh, top consoles of all time. So PlayStation two, PlayStation four, PlayStation, Wii, Nintendo switch, so that's number six, PlayStation, or I'm sorry, number five. PlayStation 3 is number six. Xbox 360 is number seven. PlayStation, no, not PlayStation Portable. I didn't delete that one. But I say 360 is number seven. The NES is eighth all time. Xbox One wow. is ninth all time. So that's pretty surprising. They had a nice little run. The SNES is 10th all time. 64 is 11th, Genesis 12, Atari 2600 is 13th, Xbox is 14th, GameCube is 15th. Say those numbers right. But yep. So I just thought those were interesting numbers. But that being said, do you have any final thoughts to close out this Retro Sunday Funday console war? Yeah, when it comes to these old consoles, right? I'm. I've always said that. I feel privileged and I feel like I was I feel like lucky that I'm able to experience that kind of transition because those consoles the 2 and the Xbox and the GameCube they really helped push the 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 nature of what we're experiencing today and they really when it comes to the multiplayer game even though you could only play it locally for some people, that was like their place of healing. Either if it was playing with their brother or their sister, let's say they come from a troubled household and the only escape that they had was like that console, you know? And I think that it's such a unique thing that's not really found now with, with youth today that play games. 
is sitting down with your friends in a place where you're with each other. You're spending time with each other and playing a video game. And I know that you could play some multiplayer games with Super Nintendo and some multiplayer games with the NES, but getting to the N64 and, and upping that number and getting to the Xbox and having being able to play with four players and the PS2 being able to play with four players and the GameCube, it really pushes that and being able to connect them and have people over. Like you said, you had a Halo night and you had people come over that you didn't know, but they were like, hey, we're going to go over to my buddy Peter's house. And it's you're pushing your 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 social circle, you know, and I just feel I feel lucky to have experienced that. And I'm I'm just glad that I did. And I feel, uh, I don't know, I feel uh, grateful. like the youth to, the, yeah, I feel grateful, yeah, definitely. But I, I feel like youth today doesn't is never going to be able to experience that, and it makes me sad, because it's a good time. It really, it really cements friendship when you're in the same room yelling at each other <laughs> over yeah. something stupid like a video game, obviously. <laughs> Oh, and Mario Party. Oh, my God. All those Mario Party memes about it breaking friendships, that's from Nintendo 64. That's where that comes from. I was okay. going to say Mario Kart. <laughs> I had a lot Mar- of, yeah. a lot of <laughs> testy, testy matches in Mario Kart back in the day yeah. on 64 and on, uh, and, on, and on all the Nintendo consoles. Yeah, I have Mario Kart now, and it is not. I'm... Yeah. If April beats me, I th- I'm, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, so my my final thoughts is I'm just it's just funny looking back like games games back then were just so different you know like I I feel like we're lucky now you know to like you look at games that we've been playing like God of War Horizon Zero Dawn Ghost yeah. of Tsushima all of these like immaculate story driven games I mean really with storytelling like we really didn't see much of that in those consoles but what really i remember so much like you talked about is the local gameplay stuff like and and the and the introduction to online play for me was what the most memorable stuff so xbox live and the memories i had playing i've met i met so many cool people playing on the original xbox on xbox live just just because back then there was no there was no social media you wouldn't just be like hey you know, follow me on Instagram or, Hey, here's my, here's my handle. You know, here's my TikTok, Here's my Twitter. Here's my discord. Like that stuff didn't happen. You only knew these people in that, in that ecosystem, in that, in that system. And so it was just really, yep. I met so many really cool people and I played so many, I put, I probably put so many hours playing like rainbow six and ghost recon with just random people that I, that I just randomly met. And we just had a good time. We just played. I never talked to them again. Like I have no idea where these people are. I couldn't type, remember their names right now, but I spent so many times. And it just was a really interesting experience. It was really great to be part of that original online, you know, online gaming genre or whatever. It, it was just groundbreaking. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun, and I really enjoy that. And it, it was just a really interesting time. We saw, you know, Nintendo fail. Essentially, <laughs> we saw PlayStation just come out with a great one of the greatest consoles of all time. And then Xbox yep. really changed the game, though. I think what, even though the Xbox, like we sort of are anti Xbox for for lack of a better term, I want to say that I'm truly anti Xbox, but kind of am. They really changed the game with 
the original Xbox and the 360. I have a lot of respect for what they did. Like achievements, like that was a 360 thing. Like Sony caught trophies weren't a thing until after achievements had come out. So yeah, I just was a really good time. I had so many, and then the um, the local land stuff with Halo, just so many great nights, so many great times I had with friends just coming over, and it turned into like a routine thing and made me connect with people that I, that I otherwise probably wouldn't have. Like I said, I would I would have not been friend with friends with Steve if it wasn't for Halo. Like there's no way he and I would have ever ever would have hung out outside of that, and so it was really cool. You know, and it led to me like four or five other new people. That's about it. Yeah, that's all I have on the, my final thoughts on you know, these consoles. It was a great time. It was a great time. Really enjoyed all. Those I'm pretty games. sure I played Halo online at my buddy's house with the actual Will Ferrell. What? Yeah, there was a guy. I was. I remember seeing his screen name. It was uh, W Ferrell, and it sounded just like him. And I remember being <laughs> like, "Is this Will Ferrell?" And he was like, "I don't know. Is it?" So, and like you said, not everybody had Xbox Live. Yeah. It was a very niche thing. So, I have to look up and see if Will Ferrell played Halo because I never looked that up. I kind of, it kind of was just in passing, but that would be crazy if I actually got to play against Will Ferrell. He whipped my ass. Yeah. I'll tweet at him. Did you play Halo 2? Halo 2? Did you ever play Halo 2 on Xbox Live back in the day? Oh, and the last thing I'll add is before Xbox Live came out, there was a way you could run a program on your computer that would make your Xbox think it was connected to a LAN over the internet so you can play with other people. I used to do that with Halo. And it would be laggy and buggy sometimes, but sometimes it would work really well. The original Xbox had Xbox Live. It did, but it wasn't a launch thing. It came out like a year or two later. Ah. So what you could do is you could do LAN games over the internet via a program on your computer that tripped your Xbox. WAN. WAN is wide area network, everybody. I know things. Uh, you used to be a computer guy. Now you're just a grunt. Yep. It's <laughs> cool. But anyways, that's all I have for today. Josh, it's an honor and pleasure. If you Absolutely, all, every time. I'll in, hey, in, in, in the description of this, of this episode, check it out. It'll have Josh and my social stuff, the TikToks, the Twitch, the Instagram. All of our stuff, you can find us there. Or just go to nerdsadulting.com and find us there. So, Josh, buddy, old pal, it's an honor and pleasure. This was a, a blast. So, blast Absolutely. Blast with So, all right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I will. And everybody listening, don't be shitty. Adios. Bye, everybody.